Hi, this is Wanda Ellett. The following is a podcast of Your Career is Calling. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast and to listen live to Your Career is Calling Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on Ryder University's 1077 The Bronx, online at 1077thebronc.com or via our free Android and iPhone apps. Search and download WRRC1. That's W like Wanda, R like RR like Robert, C like Charlie, the number one. I hope you enjoy this week's edition of Your Career is Calling. Guess what? Your Career is Calling. Wanda Ellett is here to make sure you're on the road to success to your dream job. With Your Career is Calling, get the empowerment and tips you need to get going in the tough business world. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Harwell Express Press in Lawrenceville, and Career Development and Success at Ride University. Next job is on the other end, so let's get to this week's edition of Your Career is Calling. Listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Proudly ranked the best college radio station in New Jersey per New Jersey Broadcasters Association. Your Career is Calling is the first radio show of its kind, helping both students and seasoned professionals to manage their careers as a business. The CEO of Me Inc. Behind the glass today, producing our show is Ryder University's intern, Ricky Marin. And today I have a very special guest. We have been trying to schedule this for I don't, probably like six months. I think it's been about six months. And he's, to me, he's a huge celebrity. I love all his work. I have Mike Marino, uh, the New Jersey bad boy of comedy. Hey, what's going on? It's nice to be here in this uh, little booth in the middle of nowhere. Thank you so much. <laughs> Just make sure my car's waiting for me outside. Yeah, he's nervous about the parking situation. <laughs> I parked in non-freshman only something. <laughs> Commuting, parking. Community. No. <laughs> commuter parking. Yeah, commuter. Who's yeah. commuting? There's the a lot of kids there and they commuting. walk over. How is that a commute? Anyway, uh, thanks for having me over. It's great to be here. I really appreciate you taking the time with me today. I had a lot of friends that went to Ryder College. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, I didn't. I drove by. <laughs> I couldn't get parking. <laughs> you kill me. <laughs> I can't believe you're telling an Italian guy, I kill you. <laughs> I don't kill nobody. People get and hurt, if you but do, I didn't have nothing to do with it. You don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. You don't say nothing. I don't say I don't know nothing. You don't say, <laughs> say nothing. You don't see nothing. That's what I learned in school. What'd you learn in school today? I don't know nothing. I didn't see nothing. I don't say nothing. What's two plus two? I don't know nothing. <laughs> That's my college. <laughs> well, thank you. You, but you've had a, a fantastic career. But um, if had this, you are you have. I like to think I have one. You have. Please a don't stop it now. So, <laughs> I might have to pay a parking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be sharing. He's going to be sharing about his career and also uh, with his uh, career lesson. If this is your first time listening to the show. Uh, previously, what we would do is every month we'd have a high level topic and we would talk about about um, that high-level topic, like interviewing, networking, all these things. This year, what we're doing is hashtag 52 career lessons. So each week, a guest comes on and shares about their, their story and their career and, and their career lesson. So what would you say is your big career lesson? Oh, geez, uh, I don't know. Don't follow my career if there's any students <laughs> out there listening. Hashtag, this isn't what you want to do. This is tough. Uh, this is uh, hard. <laughs> hashtag when I was in college was a number sign, and so now I'm a hashtag apartment number two. I, um, 
You know, it, this basically is the arts if you're going to pursue a career in the arts. I pursued a career when I was in college. My college was the uh, American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York City. Mm -hmm. So I set out to be an actor before I ever was a comedian. I like to think I still am. And you, you've had roles on, like you were on a couple of soap operas. Yeah, I was on many different soap operas in the day when they were big time yeah. soap operas. Those soap operas don't even exist, yeah. except for the one that was on that I was on the longest, which is As the World Turns. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody recently about As the World Turns because I have clips and I think I'm going to put them on YouTube. Yeah, you have to put them on. Well, uh, they're actually in scenes with Marissa Tomei and Meg Ryan. Wow, I was like 23 years old, and they were 19, and probably she was probably 25. Figure that's back in the 80s. Yeah. Holy smokes. When I think about that. <laughs> and we were just kids. Yeah. Ooh, I never thought, you know, whose career would go anywhere from that. But then again, you know, of course, Marissa Tomei won an Oscar. So yeah. there you go. And Meg Ryan is Meg Ryan. I forgot the, the other stars in that show, but those were the vignettes I was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't even watch the other storylines. And quite, uh, quite honestly, I never even watched my own. My mother used to tell me. I loved your My mother. My mother used to say, you're such a jerk on the show. Why Why, did he, why can't you be a nice guy? I go, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, now give me a meatball sandwich. <laughs> now, your mother, the clips you have on, yeah. your, on your website with your mom, those I love those the most. I wish I had done more. I really did because what happened was when we were filming a comedy special at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Yeah. And the director and the producer were at my house doing behind the scenes. Yeah. The making of what it's like to prepare, you know, and, and some of the jokes that I do, we were doing them. And then uh, I said, let's go videotape my mother. <laughs> She's funny. She was in the basement. <laughs> I'm like, mom, what are you doing? She's like, I'm macaroni in the basement. I'm like, get the cameras, get the cameras. <laughs> and I wanted to do the scene in Goodfellas. Yeah. When he asked his mother, can I borrow the knife? Yeah. And was trying to get my mother to do the lines, and she wouldn't do it. She kept on doing Screwed what she up. wanted to do. Yeah. She ended up singing songs, but yeah, uh, she was funny. Yeah, that's a great. That's a, that's one of my favorite things. Like, yeah. I, no, I you've you've done so many wonderful things, but that's probably my favorite because she's just so, and she just throws you off your game. Like you know, she it seems she has she's the power. She's my mom. She's the best. I wish I had made so many more videos. We ended up doing a pilot about my life, and the lady who played my mother looked like my mother. Yeah, and they put my mother's clothes on her. Oh. My, my mother's real clothes, like the apron and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was kind of creepy. It was was like, it kind of hard to do that? Yeah, because my mother's been gone five years now, a yeah. couple of days ago. She sorry. died in October five years ago. and uh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. You know, um, the lady looked just like my mother. And she was acting <laughs> like my mother. I'm like, stop that. This is creepy. Get out of my mother's bedroom. <laughs> you know, we're all, we're all Italians. My mother's bedroom still looks the same. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's in there. <laughs> well, I think it's funny that a you ghost. do the show, too. Like, I love watching your 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 Oh, live, live. from my mother's basement, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. If you get the chance. And you do it, so do you do it, like, because I try to catch it, and I try to get on there, and, like, when you're going to be live. But you, I think sometimes you change the time. I don't schedule mix it my up. show. No, you don't. No. And it, it kills me, because I, I love to watch it. probably makes a lot of people angry, but... <laughs> I'm it doesn't a very make me busy angry. guy. It doesn't make me angry. It make I a very like I'm like oh I caught it. <laughs> like, all excited. I can't really do uh, Mike Marino live from my mother's basement every Tuesday night at five o'clock. I, I wish because you're all over the world. Yes. Because even trying to schedule this, it was you've been all over. You've been in Alaska. Yeah. Well, California. And I try to do the broadcast from some places like that, and then you can't get internet, or you have to pay for the internet, or yeah. it kicks you off when you're doing it. Yeah. And um, I wish I was more professional about it because, quite honestly, it gets 
thousands. You get people from all over the world. Thousands, yes. And when they call in, it's hilarious. And the kids, I, I just the never kids, thought the first I'd have one, these kids. The first girl, like your first guest. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, I saw that. I, it was really, it was precious and it was really priceless. Yeah, well, you know what happened now is my publicist who does my social media, she said to me, you can't keep answering the phone like that because these kids are not realizing their face is being seen in front of thousands of people. Oh, I didn't even think people, about that. And they're eventually going to get contact by some knucklehead. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I would never have thought that. I thought I was just being I didn't nice. Think about as that you, you are, but how do you it's, know? It's very sweet. Like, somebody could it's chase just down very, these kids. It's just very sweet. Like that girl, the first girl that you had on, she was hysterical because she was like, oh my God. He answered oh the God. phone. Oh. He... <laughs> <laughs> they can't believe it. They can't believe I answered the phone. I kind of feel like that right now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kinda... so weird because. I... <laughs> I just don't feel that way. But when I'm around, um, when I'm around big movie stars, I tend to go like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you're here." And they look at me like, "Shut up, dummy! You're just as big as I am." I'm like, "Really? Okay, cool." But um, the one kid called in. He was 13 years old. Yeah. And he wanted to come to a show. I'm like, "Dude, you're way too young. You got to yeah. be at least 21." Yeah. But I said, "Come to a show anyway. I'll meet you out by the exit." Yeah. And he flipped out. His mother and father were there, and we took pictures together. Yeah. Then this other girl, she was in the hospital. I don't know if you saw that, but she, she was saying that she had some form of cancer. And if she could come to a show, Aww. would I give her a shirt? And she came to the show. I gave her the shirt. And I told everybody she's 21, but she was 17. Oh, la, 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 la. She came with her mother and father. <laughs> we brought her into the show. No, I always have them come with their parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just being a nice guy. It's yeah. Only, I got nothing to do here. Just yeah. be nice. Yeah. And, no, um, because you could tell it, it really touches your heart that, you know, that they're listening and that, they're, you know, that they love you. Well, see, the thing is, they're listening and watching social media. Yeah. They've never seen me live. So that just freaks me out because you, you I can understand how somebody likes what I do when they watch a live event. Mm -hmm. But when you're just watching social media, which you don't get the full show, you just get a taste of what I'm doing. You're hysterical now. It, it's, it's great. So now I'm really cool. I should do it more often. I try to do my show twice a week, mm. but I don't know where I'm going to be. So yeah, I can't is, broadcast like steady. And what's really cool is I did get picked up by two radio shows. So not only do I do it on Facebook Live or Instagram Live, it's on DDV Radio and it's on Italian American Radio out of New York City. Yeah. So whenever I record, they air it. Yeah. And they, awesome. they tell me all the time, stop dating it. <laughs> don't say what day it is. We don't know when we're going to air it. I'm like, so who cares? Who yeah, cares? that's the thing. Who cares? But that's because yesterday's it's, it's news. Priceless. But I don't do the news. Yeah. <laughs> that's yesterday's news. I don't do the news. I talk about me. Because I do label no it. Yeah, but it's. I love that, though. And it's just so funny because you're just like, it's. I love the fact that it's from your mom's basement. I love the fact that, you know, and I've learned a lot from you just with social media and marketing because a lot of it, it seems it's all homegrown. You just do it yourself. And as this works, this doesn't work. Um, and, and a lot of it is the wild west with social media. And, oh, and yeah. I, you know, it's, it's just, I really give you a lot of kudos and a lot of credit because you're just, you're in the forefront a lot of a lot of it and you don't even realize it. I don't think. No, I think I'm behind the times. There's some guys that they're in the millions and they got tons and tons of views and they're making great, great money and big money. And you get these little kids that, you know, they could just say, oh, look at me eating bubble gum and they make millions of dollars and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then you get some phenomenal comedians that you never even heard of. Right. 
and they're trying to make a stake in the game. I'm lucky about six years ago when I did a skit on the Byron Allen show, it hit 11.5 million views. Wow. But that was on his channel. So I didn't get any money, but I got the fame. Mm -hmm. Now that joke keeps on going more and more viral. And that's why I ended up doing the reality show, Make America Italian Again, as a spoof on the mob running for president. Yeah. And that's kicking some big butt now. So if you would, like, let's go back. So you started out doing soap operas and commercials. You've done all different kinds of commercials. I started out doing TV commercials. I never thought I'd be on a soap. It was a, you know, when I think about how all of this started, uh, when I was in high school, I wanted to be in the marching band really badly, but I was also in the plays. I was always doing the plays. And I think I was maybe a sophomore or a freshman. Uh, I don't know. Um the marching band teacher said to me, you know, you really want to be an actor, don't you? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I could bring you into the city on a Sunday and you can go to one of these acting schools. Oh, wow. And he called my parents and said, I'll take your son into the city. Nowadays, he'd probably get arrested and get thrown in jail. But those days, he yeah, was just being a good guy. Yeah. And I have to had, say that, the, you know, like the, the difference that so there's these teachers that really make a difference in your life. Yeah. And they're just good people. And I never forgot that. So he took me to one of the most famous schools, which was Herbert Berghoff Studios. And I was studying with Bill Hickey, who was a big movie star at the time, too. And then I graduated. And when I graduated from there, I started auditioning for TV commercials. And then I did a lot of TV commercials from when I was a senior in high school for the first 20 years of my life. Wow. So I didn't get on As the World Turns until I was like 23. But I was at another acting school in New York, and they saw me and said, why don't you come down and you could do five lines on the soap. So I did five lines, and then they called me three months later, and they said, uh, we'll give you eight lines, and then we'll give you nine lines. Well, why don't we give you three months, and then we'll give you six months. But wow. I never had a contract. I was just recurring on the show. Wow. And then I got cast in a TV commercial that was shooting in Italy for three weeks, and I said, bye-bye, as the world turns, and I went to Italy. <laughs> And that's back then. That's when everything was like pretty. There was a lot happening in Italy as well, wasn't there? Actually, yes. The Achille Laurel got hijacked out of Italy. If that's what you mean. <laughs> no, yeah. but I was well, doing a commercial. Join the Navy, see the world. Oh, really? Yeah. You were in that one. Yeah, join the Navy, see the world. I was also in the United Airlines, and those commercials were running for for years, and you made so much money. Really? Nowadays, of course, that doesn't happen at all. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with the amazing Mike Marino live in the Killarney Public House Studios at Ryder University's radio station 1077 The Bronx and online at 1077thebronc.com. Mike Marino is sharing. He hasn't shared his, his, he's sharing his career insight, but he hasn't shared his career lesson. But we'll be right back after a short break. Oh, operator, will you please let me have Alexander 4444? Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with Your Career is Calling. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Today I have the big honor, and I'm very excited to have with me Mike Marino, and he's New Jersey's bad boy of comedy. And he is taking time out of his afternoon to share with me uh, his insight on his career lesson, which we haven't heard yet, but um, he, he's taking a picture now. <laughs> 
I'm not taking a picture. Come on, I'm putting doing? you on my social media. Oh, you are? Say all that good stuff again. Okay, what do you want me to, you want me to say all this stuff? That it was the it, intro. I'm with Mike Marino, and we are uh, New Jersey's bad boy of comedy, and we are on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. We're live in the Killarney Public House studio. Is that good? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I just went on my social media. <laughs> so if you go on to Mike Marino, he's on Instagram, Facebook. Where else again. are you? Um, Mike Marino Live on Instagram, Mike Marino Live on Facebook, Mike Marino Live on YouTube, Mike Marino Live on uh, everything until I die, and then <laughs> I'm at MikeMarino.net. Okay. MikeMarino.net. Log on. Buy yourself some sportswear. Make America Italian again. And then you also have your, uh, what's the other thing? The, um, the, the, the shirts you always wear. Make America Italian again? Yeah, shirts? but isn't that the... Oh, Absolute Rebellion. Yeah. That's a sponsor. Yeah. And that's a thing too. I started to tell, talk about that. Like, I think it's brilliant how you um, have the different sponsors for your show, and you know, because like, I think it's funny when you're this in the a basement. Squeaky chair. Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in this squeaky chair at Ryder College. Million dollar, billion yeah, dollar. It's college. not Ryder College University, right? Yeah, Ryder University. Got to get that right. All right. All right. So we're at Ryder University. We're on the radio station they call the Bronx, and I'm in a squeaky chair. <laughs> These are newer chairs, too. But we <laughs> Believe it or not, we used to sit in these chairs, and it was just like you'd be sitting there, like, hanging off sideways and stuff. A lot like of crazy the students. Show. Yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> well, you were asking me about sponsors, and um, I have a sponsor. It's called Absolute Rebellion, and what happened was I was wearing the clothes yeah. on a couple of TV shows, a couple of interviews like this, yeah. and all of a sudden, the owner out of Spain decided to sell me a couple of shirts, send them to me, yeah. and I, I wear them on the internet. Yeah, and you also have your real estate. What is it? The the real estate company. <laughs> That's right. And who the is it? Fuel, Scorpion King, I think, is on there too. The Scorpion King. That's, That's the, a bug killing no, the, company. Yeah, the, they, <laughs> they kill bugs. No, the uh, the um the the real, the real estate, estate agency is Remax yeah. of Berkeley Heights. Yeah. And yes, I do plug them all the time because they do sponsor the show. You got to get sponsors. It's great because they, you know, they pay to get the plugs on the air, and then you could get to, you could bump up and you could buy and do what you do. And I made TV commercials for the actual company. So now if you go to my website, MikeMarino.net, you can actually see a commercial for Remax of Berkeley Heights yeah. and the people who own that, Barbara and Jim Mulcahy. Yeah. So that's really cool. And I did that for a bunch of different places. The Scorpion King is just a fan. They kept writing in from the show. Yeah, with Instagram. Because so I, I keep seeing them on Instagram, kept, which yeah, is very And I'm funny. like, what do you people do? And they're like, we're an exterminating company. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's what an Italian comedian needs. A sponsorship by a, a, um, a bug-killing company. So I did this whole thing. I'm like, do you need to remove some bugs from your house? Do you have, like, some varmints or some animals you need to remove? Do you want to remove your mother-in-law? Are, are there people you don't like? This removal company is called the Scorpion King. <laughs> and we don't know nothing. We don't know nothing. And then, you know, I think it was funny because you had somebody from Afghanistan on the show. Like, they keep, uh, I, I don't I don't remember who was coming in. Like yeah, somebody Afghanistan was, and um, Italy. Saudi Arabia. They write in all the time. That one guy writes in all the time. He's so much fun. I don't even know what time it is in their area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be like 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but um, that's great when they do. And I ended up getting hired to do a show in Italy because of the podcast. Really? Yeah. Guy wrote in. He goes, I love what you do. And we have a uh, big theater here in uh, Gaeta. 
which is where they have naval bases. And I know that because I had done a commercial out there, joined the Navy Sea World. So when he called and said, would you be interested in coming here? Gaeta. Gaeta would be like New Jersey's Spring Lake. Yeah. It's the beach area. Yeah. And it's only uh, a seasonal thing. So yeah. I'm like, you ain't kidding. Let's go. Bring, <laughs> bring me out. And you go on the cruise ships? Yeah, I'm going to go back on a cruise on um, on um, Sunday of this week. And what's really great about the cruises, too, is you do get international audiences. Yeah. Some people don't even speak English, but they come to the show. And if they're laughing, it's because you can make them feel your vibe. Yeah. Otherwise, they have no idea what I'm doing. But this next cruise is going to um, Cuba. So I'm going to oh go to God, Havana. Really? And you get off and you get to walk around and look at Cuba, get back on the ship and... Yeah, I feel like I'm traveling with Crack you. Crack some jokes Sometimes, for you know. Uh, That's the other thing that's great about your Instagram and, and all the different things that you do because you really feel invested in what you're doing and, you know, it feels like you're traveling, you know, traveling with you because you're like, oh, my God, check this out. It's Mike you know? Marino on the road. Traveling yeah. show. It's my traveling show. <laughs> you really could. You do a great job with it because, like, even when you're in Reno <laughs> and you go to, like, these weird places and it's did just Did you see what funny. I did in Reno with the, the rodeo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was awesome. And you got I've espresso? I've never been to a rodeo. We you got never espresso, did? we got a slice of pizza from a cowboy. <laughs> there were cowboys everywhere. Well, they have Cowtown Rodeo over oh. here. Well, I don't even know. Any. I'd never been to a rodeo. And when we went in there, boy, did it just stunk. <laughs> I couldn't believe. I mean, really, it's, the it was manure here. was everywhere, right? Yeah. But these people get on and off a horse like we get in and out of cars. Yeah. Little kids just jumping up on that horse, riding all around, roping up the steer, pulling them. Yeah, it's funny. I bought barbecue sauce. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Well, now, how did you test it? No, I didn't test it yet. I tested it when he gave it to me. He put it on a Ritz cracker. <laughs> Everything's he put it on a Ritz on cracker, Ritz. and he goes like this. Yeah, right? Everything <laughs> sits on a Ritz. Everything's better when it sits on a Ritz. The guy goes like this. He goes, come here now. Yeah, no. Come here now. Come here now. <laughs> you ain't from around here, are you, boy? I'm like, well, gave it away to Nike sneakers. <laughs> Mighty only one, not in boots. Everybody had Wrangler jeans. I got absolute rebellion jeans. Uh, Look like Danny Terrio. <laughs> so the guy goes, you want to taste some of this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> you, mean, you mean the barbecue sauce? <laughs> I thought he was starting to fight with me. I'm like, yeah, a little, I like some barbecue sauce. So I tasted it. I'm like, this is delicious. No, you didn't. I did. I said it's delicious. I can't stop talking like a cowboy. He wasn't even from Texas. He was from Oregon. I had it all wrong. Oh, my God. So he goes, and he goes like this. He goes, why don't you get the 16 ounce? I go, who needs 16 ounces of barbecue sauce? <laughs> okay, give me the small one. So I took the small one. And that's how and many. And then I went downstairs <laughs> by all those cows who were piling up, getting ready to run out the gate. Yeah. And I did a commercial. I go, mm-mm. <laughs> Would you like to taste some of this barbecue sauce? I guess after this rodeo, we'll be barbecuing. Sorry, boys. (laughs) Well, I mean, how do you sell barbecue sauce with them looking at you? That's true. Those cows were everywhere. Yeah. That's very funny. See, I grew up, we had goats and chickens and rabbits and pigeons. Where'd you grow up? In West Jersey. West Jersey? Yeah. I grew up by the city. Yeah, you were Jersey City. If you had a cow in your yard, something wasn't right. (laughs) Well, you had chickens. You probably had some people with chickens nah, in the backyard. Well, no? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the old school Italians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, in my Spanish. neighborhood, I, I come from a, a nice Italian neighborhood, and everybody has uh, their garden in their front lawn. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know that's you're all the Jersey Italian City. When the, when the tomatoes you know, are growing the in the front. Yeah, on the stoop. On the stoop. 
<laughs> Look at these tomatoes. I got two of them. <laughs> That's a big bounty there. <laughs> A show about the stoop that good old days yeah that's nice and even like all all through like jersey city like jersey city was just like insane like even newark newark was beautiful back in the day well it's beautiful now but who can afford to live there yeah and even there are jersey certain city. areas that are just uh so what's your control big, so what's your big career lesson we haven't had that reveal yet there has to be a lesson yeah okay the lesson in showbiz is stay out <laughs> This business is brutal. Yeah, it is. It's brutal. We're outnumbered. Every job is a thousand to one. It's not like it was back in the uh, 70s when I first started doing commercials. It was 30 to one. And all you had to have was blonde hair and blue eyes and say apple pie. and You can make a good paycheck. But now with reality shows, anybody could be on television. Anybody. Yeah, but I think you do an amazing job. That's what I'm saying. Like, kudos to you because, you know, all the different things that you do and, you know, just trying, like, even though you feel like you don't make enough traction in your, you know, you're doing, you're doing it. And it's it's better than, you know, some people that it's just like they have have some good insight. I'll give it to you in the next segment. Okay. Uh, you are listening to, this is Wanda Ellett. You're listening to Your Career is Calling, and I am very fortunate and very excited to have here in the studio with me Mike Marino, New Jersey bad boy of comedy. And we are live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Uh, Mike has been sharing some great insight into his career lesson of stay out of this business. <laughs> and we'll be right back after a short break. Would you please let me have Alexander 4444. Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with your career's calling. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Today, I am here with the amazing, wonderful Mike Marino, New Jersey, I'm sorry, he's over here with the camera, but New Jersey's bad boy of comedy. So um, before the break, like in the first part of the show, we've talked about some of the different things you started out, um, actually it was your, your high school music teacher. The marching band. Yeah, that's right. Teacher. Yep, Mr. Pylant. And he and which which high school did you go to? Scotch Plains Fanwood High School. Ah. Home of the Raiders. And you were the drummer. You were I the... was one of the drummers. Yeah, we had a great time being in the drum squad, being in the parades and going on tour and stuff like that. The competitions. And you know, he retired that year. He went on to do something else. That school teacher, uh, band teacher. And then another teacher came in, and he was there for two more years. While I was there, he went on to stay there for a long, long time. But the one that retired that took me to the acting school, I never saw again. Really? Did you ever reconnect to him? Well, no. Listen, I guess about four years ago, I was doing a comedy concert at the Lowe's Theater in Jersey City. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he came to see the show. <gasps> and he goes, do you remember me? I'm like, how can I forget you? You don't want to started this whole thing. Wow. And I'm like, yeah. So uh, I guess he was in his 70s and he was completely retired from anything. And he lives... Uh, on and on and on, but uh, I should actually give him a call. He gave me his phone number. Yeah, you should. And he, goes, he said, he goes, I'll never forget. I remember the way you were in marching band. I'm saying this kid will do anything to show off. <laughs> and I did. I wanted to show off. I was a show off. I would do any, I would, I played the cymbals. I made a big splash. You know what I mean? Well, it was funny because I remember, I don't know, I guess, I don't know if it was one of our conversations or with, uh, you know, on one of the shows or something you were talking about, um, how like being in New York, 
you know, like even for the marching band and how, you know, you guys were uh, watching some of the guys in, because your, your school, you know, was probably That's right. like Italian and stuff and military and, you know, and then you looked at some of the other schools. And I wanted to do city. what they were doing. Yeah. And we did. And, those, and back then that was like, that was cutting against edge. Against the law. Yeah. That was cutting edge. Yeah. Uh, a straight up military marching band doesn't play Latin percussion. I'm like, no. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> And we did. We're Guidos. Let it go. Right? And Sumanye. So, and I uh, had a lot of fun with those guys. I had a little reunion with a couple of those guys. I haven't seen them since high school. And about three months ago, I saw them at an Italian festival at church. And I says, uh, come on, let's go over to the house. And we got to talk about the way things used to be and, and so on. And yeah, so I think it was forth. that show that you guys started talking about. That's right. That's it what that. it was. Yeah. And I remember telling everybody I wasn't that good of a drummer, but I was really good at showing off. Yeah. You know, I made everybody look at what we were doing. It was awesome. It was just like, and just the energy. And that's, it's, I love when you have people on in the background in your show, because it's yeah. just like, you're really, it's like you're hanging out in your mother's basement, you know, and well, everything is am. still the same. And, and you're just like, it's, it, that's, it just cracks me up. Well, it's not like I collect antiques, but I collect what belongs to my family and it's all down in the basement. It's the house I grew up in, so I could really never sell it. But it's pretty big. And, and I uh, loved in the summertime you were in your pool. In my pool. Uh, you watching a little too much of Mike Marino. <laughs> but I've been trying to schedule you for how long how now? How funny is my pool? Your pool, I buy one you have the year. best pool. It's the best. 20 bucks, you get it at the Christmas tree store. <laughs> you fill it up with air and water, and you sit there. And you videotape it, you put it on Instagram. <laughs> and I tell everybody, listen, you can have a pool too. Stay focused. <laughs> I was crying. Go the to first career time day. I, saw it. I was crying, laughing. That could be so an hard. insight into my career. Hey, listen, it's a tough road, but you can achieve a twenty dollar pool. It ruins your grass dreams, too. <laughs> if you've got dreams, you can achieve it. You can do anything you set your mind to. <laughs> One of the greatest things about the blower pool is if you don't empty the water, it becomes baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happens. <laughs> that tells you something about that, uh, that you know, pool. What you do is you, you have your pool for a little while, and then when it deflates, you, <laughs> it becomes a slip and slide. <laughs> a short slip and slide. You got to be like it, uh, six months old. <laughs> Take off. I'll never forget when my father made our slip and slide. He rolled up all these hefty bags. He duct taped them all together. <laughs> Right? My mother said, well, they're going to have to clean, so here's some Pearl shampoo. Squirt it on the bag. Squirt it no. on the bag. So then it made suds. But we only had, like, a driveway. We didn't really have a lawn, so he put it on the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Half the kids were running and getting knocked out. <laughs> get up. Get up. I can't, I can't see. <laughs> Baby oil is burning my eyes. You get soap in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs> Quit your crying. I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> These kids down the block don't have half a nice as nice as one as you got. <laughs> oh, man. My father used to make the craziest toys. If you think about it, when we were kids, though, the toys that we had, do you remember? Uh, rock and sock em robots. Rock and sock em robots. How do you teach kids to beat each other up? <laughs> Rock him, sock him, and that he other knocked thing. Knock his block yeah. off. <laughs> knock his block off. And if the game doesn't work, you just stood up and beat your crap out of your neighbor. Uh, and the other thing, the evil Knievel thing. Did you oh, have that evil Knievel we car? We had evil Knievel. You just didn't. That thing, yeah, that zip thing. And then it used yeah. to like like zip across the floor. But it didn't work, so you threw him. Yeah. <laughs> look, look at him go. <laughs> or if 
you got it to go like really fast, then somebody else was standing on the other side of the room, and then the cars would just smash, and then there was pieces flying off. Yeah, I got I got to put the bring this back into a stand-up routine. I just started doing one about uh, pin the tail on pin the tail on the donkey. Remember that? <laughs> and you blindfolded your kid, you spun him around twenty times. But it was times. a sharp thing that you put yeah, on there. Yeah, a little sharp thing. Now go find the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> you ended yeah, up sticking your friends. Pin. It was a pin. <laughs> they were like, "Hey!" and everybody's screaming. There was a lot of tears. It was just terrible. It I remember one year. I guess I was about maybe. 10, 11, my father decided we were going to have a pinata. So we used the baseball bat. <laughs> swing, swing. Did anybody get hit? <laughs> Don't hit your friends. <laughs> I'm training you for the future. And then the, the candy goes flying and people get hit in the head, hit in the eye. It's a danger. But, you know. These kids, they don't know how good they got it. <laughs> my favorite my favorite game was Clue, but my parents would never let us play. Why? Italians don't play games called Clue. <laughs> Imagine us playing the game of Clue. Who did it? I don't know. I didn't see nothing. All right, game over. Put it back in the box. <laughs> Short game. Put it back in the box. How come you're home somewhere early from, from Mike's? Okay. Game was over. Yeah, game was over. <laughs> <laughs> Click clacks. Come here. Yeah. Come here. Click clacks. Oh my God. How bad were they? And that was a game that people bought their kids. And The Rock? What was I that? Click clacks. We would hit ourselves right in the head. Ow. <laughs> or even a, your finger. You'd is smash this your finger. To go like, yeah. You smash your finger. And what was that? The pet rock? I don't think I was around in that generation. Yeah, you were. I didn't, I didn't have a pet rock. You didn't know about the pet rock? The I pet remember, rock was yeah. a big thing. Imagine that. That was like, here's a rock. <laughs> it was like, and it was really expensive. Because I yeah. remember I wanted one, and then my father made me. He was like, you I want a pet rock? I think that was the era of pot you. smokers. <laughs> That's when pot was really big, because some dude said, dude, I got an idea. Get a pet rock. I can get people to buy a rock. <laughs> yeah, my father ended up giving me one. He go, And he put it, he made the box to make it look like it was, you know, a pet rock. And then he, um, he was like, here's your pet rock. And I was all excited. But I was like, this isn't the real one. You know what I mean? You got this in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> but you wanted the pet rock. Here's a pet rock. Supposed to what buy are you complaining? What are you complaining about? You know how many kids would be lucky to have that and grateful to have that? Don't be a brat. <laughs> well, you didn't see brat, but it began with a B. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, this is Wanda Ellen, and uh, you are listening to Your Career is Calling with the amazing bad boy of New Jersey's uh, bad boy of uh, comedy, Mike Marino. And we are live in the Killarney Public House studios at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Uh, Mike Marino has been gracious enough to share his insight into the showbiz, uh, like what to do, and he says, don't do it. Just don't even enter into this business. Uh, we'll be right back after a short break. Would you please let me have Alexander 4444? Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with your career's calling. And we're back. Mike, it's the end of the show. I can't believe it. This one went super. This was probably the fastest show I think I've ever done. This show went by in lightning speed. <laughs> so do you have any last bits of wisdom? Bits of wisdom. If you really want to be in showbiz, the word is big. Showbiz. The biggest part of the word is business. It's a business. You can't really think you're just going to go out every night and, and have some fun and earn a living because you won't. 
Uh, if anybody wants to be a stand-up comedian, you have to go out every single night of the week to an open mic somewhere. Mm. You have to stand in front of absolutely nobody, tables and chairs, and do everything you can to be funny. Eventually, people start coming in, and other comedians start coming in. And you'll get a laugh or two, and then a laugh or two. But this is like going to the gym. And you work out, and you work out, and you work out, and after a year, you got some muscles. And after two years, you become a semi-pro bodybuilder. And after three years, you look unbelievable. It's the same thing in stand-up, because if you can make nobody laugh, by the time till you get to where there's seven, 8,000 people standing, uh, sitting there waiting for you to come out and perform, you're a killer and you become deadly. Uh, my motto in my own brain for myself is I want to hurt people. That's how badly I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> You've hurt me. I will hurt people. <laughs> you have I, hurt me in I the like, past. <laughs> I like when people are grabbing their stomach. I can't take not one more. I have people look at I can't look them in the eye. I can't look them in the eye. He's hurting me. And, and that's, that's what I like. And then when it comes to the acting world, you have to have a very thick skin because 99.9% of the time, you're going to hear the word no. No, no, no. I remember when I was, this is good for everybody to hear, I think. When I was 18 years old, I was at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and the summer came around. You were not allowed to work as a professional actor while you went to school because they said you are not a finished product and that you would make the Academy look bad. Wow. So you have to wait for us to finish your training. But I was already in the Screen Actors Guild, and I had already done a couple of commercials, and I wanted so badly to do TV commercials because it paid a lot of money. Well, I started crashing auditions, which means you didn't have an agent. You knew where they were. And the people auditioning at that time had blonde hair and blue eyes, and we were all the same size. And that's what they're looking for. So I go on this audition for United Airlines, join you know, uh, for coming home from boot camp. It was a Marine coming home from boot camp. And prior to going there... The one agency in New York that had all these actors going was called J. Michael Bloom. And the lady said to me, you're never going to work as an actor. You sound like a dummy from New Jersey. You have a thick Jersey accent. You're never going to work. Well, I found out about the audition. And I crashed it. Long story short, I booked it. I had long, thick blonde hair. They shaved off all my hair because I had to play a Marine. I went to California. I flew on a plane for the first time in my life and came back. Two months later, it started airing, and it was number one TV commercial worldwide. Wow. First time they ever spent $1.2 million on a TV commercial. The jingle got nominated for Clio. The writer, the director, the producer, and yours truly was nominated Best Male Performer in a TV Commercial Clio Awards at the Radio City Music Hall. Now, wow. I didn't even know what a Clio was. But when it all came and went, and I didn't win, I lost to Chuck McCann who won for Dr. Pepper when they were oh, singing wow. and dancing in the streets. Well, I had a follow-up interview at J. Michael Bloom, unbeknownst to the people, that I was the guy in that TV commercial. So when I went in the room, the lady said to me, why are you here and what am I going to do with a guy who has no hair? <laughs> and someone said, this is Mike Marino from United Airlines. <laughs> oh, my God, Michael. So sorry. And I signed with them for five years. And wow. then I became one of the top ten commercial actors in New York City. Everything that happened went, is Michael available? Is Michael available? Wow. And the director who directed that spot, countless, countless jobs. And I had an audition and a callback for the movie Full Metal Jacket because I looked like a real Marine. Yeah. 
and that that happened and um that's what changed everything so and i remember crying and saying to my mother they told me i sound like a dummy from new jersey <laughs> oh and then i went back to school and they said are you the the actor on the united airline commercial and i said yes and they said you know our rules in this school <gasps> and I got kicked out of school. You and got I go, kicked out of school. I'm 19 years old. I was just paid $45,000 for one <laughs> day. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, one that was huge. One day of work. So I went and bought a beach house. <laughs> it's a true story. Are your friends listening? Uh, yeah, they'll be listening. I hope they're listening today. <laughs> and then uh, then soaps, then work, then work, then work, then no work, then you're, you don't, you're not this and that. And then stand up, turn down, turn down, turn down. Couldn't get on this show. Couldn't get on that show. All of a sudden, I'm on Comics Unleashed, and someone in that room said to me, don't do that joke about whacking Osama bin Laden. That's not a good idea. And I'm like, I don't know. I think it's a good idea. I'm doing it. Yeah. And I did it. 11.8 million views. Wow. Sent me back through the roof. So anybody who's on, listening, you know, I mean, Jay you know, Leno, you gotta, you've done so many wonderful things. I went on a Tonight Show as a sketch comedian. I was always doing skits. Wow. Did a couple hundred skits on the Tonight Show with Jay. We used to have a lot of fun. Yeah. I was doing sketches on his show, and I did stand-up on Martin Short's show all in one week. Wow. And then I remember I went on The Tonight Show to do a skit, and he goes, didn't you just do stand-up on Martin Lawrence's show? I mean, um, the Martin Lawrence show? What was it called? Martin Lawrence? No, not Martin Lawrence. I can't think of the name. It'll come to me. Yeah, in 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I did the show, and he said, uh, why don't you do our show? I go, I am on your show. I don't get you people. Hollywood is crazy. Wow. Hollywood is crazy. So... If you're going to be in the business, thick, thick skin, don't take no for an answer. And if no is the answer from someone, wait till they don't work there anymore. <laughs> you'll go back in and you'll get yes. It usually happens. It's sad. And even in regular business, this yeah. is this is all good stuff for good, you know, regular business. I don't even know what it's like to be in regular business. I've been in show business my entire life, so I wouldn't know. I just assume that it's show business is the hardest because you get turned down constantly. Yeah. But every time you do a job, you go to look for a job. So that's right. the difference. And also there's so many powerful lessons that um, can be applied to, you know, like corporate business as far as networking. And you're always connected to your friends and you're always saying, hey, what are you doing? And bringing yeah. people along with you. And, you know, it's just it's about relationship. And really that's what makes you a success in, in any any career. Yeah. Well. And you got to tough it out. It was the Martin Short show. Yeah, that's Martin Short. Because I was like, it's he not Martin Lawrence. It was the Martin Short. It was. The, I wish yeah. I was on Martin Lawrence. I used to love his show. Yeah, I loved his show too. Martin, but uh, so that's a lesson for so everybody who's out there. Strive. How can people get in touch with you? You can get in touch with me on all my social media. Is at Mike Marino Live, and my website is MikeMarino.net. I am on tour throughout the United States and Canada for the next year. Yeah, you're booked out. You're booked, booked out pretty out. far. And you have everything on your website. You know, people yeah. can go there and, and find out what's going on, except yeah. for your Instagram live performances. But you can always go on and see them afterwards. Yeah. And they're hysterical. You can watch it. Mike Marino Live from my mother's basement is on Instagram and Mike Marino Live on Facebook. Uh, all that social media stuff is very accessible. And subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my newsletter. I, I send people out free gifts. I sell uh, my merchandise, T-shirts, underwear, pens. Yeah, know. the underwear is pretty funny because yeah. it says on... Um, Make it? America Italian again. Yeah. And what was... You know, there's the bat. Get the bat. Yeah. And uh, what else is out there? Everything is out there, so tell everybody. You don't know none. You don't see none. You don't say nothing. Let's make America Italian again. I'm Mike Marina right here 
on the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> I can't thank you enough for today. You got it. And this was just really fabulous. I, I can't tell you how happy this made me. And I'm, I'm glad we finally got the time to spend together, even though you've been on this world tour. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just going to say, I hope I don't have a parking ticket. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm sure. I'm confident that you don't. Because you're in the commuting. Yes. The commuter parking. And you're not a freshman. No, I'm not a freshman. <laughs> I wish I was. I want to go back to school. <laughs> you're a melon. What was it? <laughs> back yeah. to school. Don't forget, you're a melon, kid. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> you know, respect. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. And yes, you have hurt me. Like to, I can't laugh at some like I, I can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard at some of your stuff. You're fabulous and i want to thank you very much so in closing to learn how you can gain more information on how to manage your career take a tour of the on-demand library on 1077thebronc.com where we have over four years worth of actually five years worth of shows on every aspect of job transition and career management you can listen to us anywhere as you can download the 1077 the bronx free iphone or android apps from the app store you simply search wrrc1 wrrc2 and that's whiskey radio radio charlie one whiskey radio radio charlie two and we'd love to hear from you during the week uh you can check out and like our facebook pages your career is calling g45 consulting and also WandaElliott.com. You can check out my uh, website, g45consulting.com and also WandaElliott.com, where you can learn more about the Secret Mentor Society and the Secret Mentor Society Bootcamp. If you're having challenges with your job search, it's a 10-day intensive course that is proven to drive results for alumni. There are seats available for the November class. So if you'd like to join me, I really would love to have you. And you can connect to me on LinkedIn or send me an email at Wanda at g45consulting.com. Uh, we would like to thank our producer, Ricky Marin, for another outstanding job, and the Bronx General Manager, John Moses. Special thanks to our underwriters, G45 Consulting, Harwell Express Press, and Ryder University's Office of Career Development and Success for making this hour possible. We could not do this hour without their support. Lastly, we appreciate you, our listeners. We know how difficult it is to manage your career. Thank you for listening in. And remember, own your career and keep networking alive. I'm going to be here next week with another outstanding guest. Have a great week. Our show comes to a close. A door of opportunity opens. Thank you for listening to Your Career is Calling with Wanda Ellett of G45 Consulting on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Join Wanda and her who's who of guests and career consultants next Sunday at 8 a.m. for even more advice on controlling your career path. To check out our past episodes, go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to our past shows. Simply search Your Career is Calling. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Harlow Express Press in Lawrenceville and career development and success at Rider University. We hope you answer our call next Sunday at 8 a.m. for our next edition of Your Career is Calling, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com.